You okay? Yeah. Where's Alicia? Alicia. Alicia, you okay? Stuart and Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 75. 75. 75. 75. And we are reviewing Fear the Walking Dead's mid season finale, episode 7, The Unveiling, and episode 8, Children of Wrath. Doubling them up again. Wow, about that. It's becoming the norm. Which was which was a real special moment for me because I didn't realize they were both on the same night. <laughs> you and several of our listeners. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, wow, this is going over. <laughs> oh, this is going really over. Hey, wait a minute. This is another episode. And, and it was almost seamless, too, because I actually said yeah. that to Kim. I was like... Hi, did you notice that? Like, because the, they showed the, the opening sequence again right after they, they had the first part. Yeah. yeah. And it was completely seamless oh, from, like, the, yeah, from the first, uh, the end first of the scene? first episode to the se- first scene. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start that again. <laughs> that was terrible. I don't think there's any coming back from that one. No, there's not. <laughs> If any of you uh, out there understood that fine example of genuine frontier gibberish, please write in. Maybe we should talk about what beers you're drinking tonight. <laughs> Stu, Stu, what are you pounding over there? I've got the Jade IPA from Foothills Brewing, mm. uh, which is 7.4 alcohol. Ah, there you go. That explains a lot. <laughs> That's where wow. my tongue went. I think our production is going to go well tonight. <laughs> Where's that one from, Stu? Is that up in Asheville? Uh, I believe it's in the foothills of North Carolina somewhere, Scott. There you go. <laughs> Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, Winston-Salem. Okay, right, right. Kim, what are you drinking, hon? Ooh. What are you also, choking down over there? Also from the Foothills Brewery, I'm drinking Pilot Mountain Pale Ale. Hmm. What do you think? It's tasty. Mine's only 5.5% alcohol. Oh, that's, yeah. Mine is super tasty and light and crisp. Good. Nice. Yeah, we brought some back from North Carolina when we came back from July 4th yeah. week. Very cool. So you give thumbs up to uh, Foothills? Yeah. Yeah, it actually is very good. We got the, the cool. multi-pack, and it had like four different beers. It was mm. yummy. Nice. I like all of nice. them. Yeah, I've had their stuff before. It's really good. What are you sipping on, buddy? I'm drinking the um, from Linwood Brewing Concern. Like Concern? Yeah, the Linwood Brewing Concern out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm. Um, it's the Hop on Top American IPA, um, and it is very tasty. It's a West Coast style IPA, um, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. They're very concerned, concerned about their beer. There, uh, that's exactly why. I'm not very concerned. Okay, I feel very unconcerned about it actually because Good. it it's done its job. Well, all right, excellent. How are you guys today, <laughs> by the way? Very good. It's finally hot in Atlanta. Wouldn't call it quite hot Lanta yet. And that's like, wah, to, wah, Kim, wah. to Kim, that's like a positive thing. It's a very positive thing. It's finally hot. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's finally hot. I can't wait for that part to be over. 
It needs to be hot and sunny at all times, and then I'm a happy person. As long as there's a pool nearby or air conditioning. It was hot in North Carolina. It was super hot and sweaty. Yeah, but now um, I think it's it's bearable. It's not too bad right now. You? No. Yeah. Oh, it's hotter than hell. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm five pounds slimmer just from this afternoon. (laughs) I needed it. Yeah? Frying eggs on the concrete type of Mm -hmm. hot? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's way too hot. I love it. All right. Are you ready to talk about the mid-season finale? Finality? Finality. Yes. So we got the unveiling and Children of Wrath. Mm -hmm. So what what was the unveiling? What Uh, were they unveiling? Uh, The head buried underneath the house? Yeah, maybe so. The background of the... Well, that's fight between the two families. The head under the house didn't happen until the second episode, though, did it? Yeah. What about what about um, Madison's background? Was that the second episode or the first episode? That was the second. That was the okay. second episode. All right. Well, that's not that. Oh, we got to see a awesome haircut for Nick, and it unveiled his face finally. And he looked like a little boy. I thought uh-huh. he was kind of cute. Uh-huh. A cute little boy. But it unveiled that he can actually clean up in the apocalypse. Was okay. it the uh, unveiling of Ophelia? <gasps> yes. Mm. Un- unveiling of the chopper? Mm-hmm. I think there was more to it. Yeah. I, I don't think it was the chopper. <laughs> mm. it's, the, so, <laughs> it's the chopper. It was the chopper. <laughs> we found the chopper. So, what did you guys think? Stu, what was your take on the on the whole evening? I, I I actually thought it was terrible. Really? No, they were both very good. Yeah, you liar. <laughs> no, I loved them. I thought it was I thought it was great. Kept my attention through both hours fully, and I, and uh, ended out this first half of the season really well. Uh, like we've been saying the entire time, I think you know they've completely turned it around. And uh, we, I, I guess I kind of kept waiting for them to screw up a little bit. But, like, every episode so far in the first eight has been really good. And um, I think the, uh, the writing was a little ham-handed on this one. But I don't know if that was just because of how the sequence of the two episodes put together. Because it was a lot of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And there were a little bit of, uh, of timing where I was a little confused at why... Maddie was making the decisions she was on some of the things. But, um, I mean, I was extremely entertained. I I did. I liked it a lot. I did. There were just a few things I was like, what the hell? Why is she doing that? But I was completely into it. I was completely involved in it. So it was great. Kim, what did you think? Um, I, too, loved it. I really appreciated these two episodes, especially the fact that they were back-to-back and that they coincided seamlessly i really appreciated ophelia and alicia's characters and the acting was very strong with both of those actresses this time especially alicia well ophelia she was pretty good too very good i really liked that we found out some of the secrets that have been kind of holding us back Mm -hmm. for the past three seasons and some secrets that have been holding us back in this season and they've moved the storyline along. And I'm glad that we saw Strand again, even if it was for a fleeting moment. Um, I'm glad that we they didn't leave us hanging on his story before 
the break happened. Yeah, they tied up some old loose ends and stuff that they've kind of created yeah. in the past few episodes, too, yeah. which I think was really well done, too. And we saw mm-hmm. a kind of change in Troy a little bit, too, where mm-hmm. he kind of became a sympathetic character. So A little bit. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, just a very little bit, but still, like, there's... You, it kind of gives you a glimmer of hope that he's not all cray cray. There's a little right. bit of good in him. Oh, you brought out the cray cray. Cray cray. Cray Speaking of cray cray, Scott, what did you think? <laughs> uh, I loved it. I mean, I, I think the I don't I don't think I've seen this show before because um, the first two seasons do not even compare to this season. No, mm-hmm. not at all. I mean, all. It, the writing is like they've got a whole new writing crew in there because it is so well written right now. Um, I, I ran out of hits for our hit and miss segment. You only I have thought, a certain amount of lines for hits. Yeah, well, okay. just just there were so many. I mean, I, I thought the the dialogue between the characters was so good. There were so many great confrontations going on and so yeah. forth, and everything from you know Nick and Jeremiah and Madison and her kids, and you know just all that stuff was just fantastic. I thought it was. Uh, oh, and we got some walkers back. It's yeah. nice to see some walkers again. i almost forgot what show we were watching even from afar we didn't see too many close-ups though no but still i you know it was great to have a walker attack again that's true uh, especially a surprise attack yep yeah no i was i totally dug both episodes it was like one big two-hour episode Mm -hmm. and they really should have just shot it as one two-hour episode it worked yeah, well. I wish they would start doing that because I've heard that the mid-season premiere is going to be a two-hour episode too, but it's going to be just like this, back-to-back yeah. episodes. I don't think they do any episodes more than... I think The Walking Dead did one for like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, they've done 90-minute ones several times, yeah. but never a two-hour, one complete episode. I think they're looking at they're looking at syndication later on, you know, and, and uh, you know being able to sell it in reruns. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to say, especially with everybody doing on-demand stuff. I mean, is it people are able to then slot in a one-hour thing a lot easier than they are a two-hour thing? Probably. That would be my guess. That would be my guess. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, great job, uh, Fear. Can't wait for the second half. It kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen next season when Dave Erickson leaves. First of all, who's going to take over? We'll probably find find out about that at Comic-Con. Are you are you now worried that he's going to leave, Kim? Is that what you're saying? No, no. After calling for his head forever, now all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. you're like, is he going to leave? Is it going to well, suffer? Are we going to have problems? All of a sudden, it's really, really good. And you don't want anything to change. <laughs> I don't want anything to change. Well, I have a feeling. No, I mean, I have a feeling. They already knew the reins were going to be handed over to somebody else. I have a feeling that he's either been working in tandem with other people that are going to be taking it over, right? Or somehow he woke up and. I mean, that's what I'm hoping is that he's working with somebody. I think, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, so. I think I think the biggest change to this season is they finally figured out what to do with Madison, you know, as a character. I mean, they needed a they needed a central character and Madison was not really a very good central character until this season. Well, they killed mm-hmm. Travis off, which was huge. But Travis, I think Madison still was supposed to be the central character, but she never was, uh, I don't know, sympathetic. But that's what I'm saying. Powerful enough. Once they killed Travis off, it allowed her to oh, blossom. Oh, without Yes, yes. And it gave and her a route to become the, the top dog. No, to be the this this show's Rick. Yeah. And this show needed a Rick bat. Yes. And so now all the all the characters are revolving around Madison and her family. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and it made sense that she would be more uh, important in the show, and yet they really didn't even allow her to do that at all in the first couple seasons. I mean, some of them, you were, she was, like, in the background, and she, you were like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Is she over there, like, drinking? Like, what? <laughs> like... She yeah, just I mean, would she, disappear. Yeah, I mean, right. She'd disappear from whole shows. I mean, and then, you know, have a line or two, but it wasn't anything of any impact. I think they just didn't know what to do with her at first. Yeah. And and like you said, I, I, you know, finally biting the bullet and writing off Travis freed her up. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of our biggest problems has been we just did not believe the Travis and Madison relationship made any sense. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem to have any chemistry. Madison now being the cold bitch that she is, is, is more believable because she's the mama cub now or the mama bear. And, and Travis isn't around to be the one where you're saying, why would he be attracted to her? You know? (laughs) And they finally reveal that she does have some other past. I was thinking that maybe we were digging too deep into, you know, some backstory for her. And maybe they were just really relying on the fact that something happened to her husband and it tore the family apart. But there was right. something more. There was something deeper there. So, hey. Yeah. I think they were listening to our, our podcast. Cap. You think so? I do, because I went back and listened to last week's podcast, and we hit on just about everything that happened in this week's. Yeah. Of course, they did these episodes months ago. Exactly. Whatever. They did. But, you know, some of these things we've been talking about for a while. They like the fact anticipated... that she's got some sort of uh, addiction in her past. Sure. And they they anticipated what they did is they anticipated what kind of questions that people like us would be asking. Mm-hmm. What I think they did is also they came up with a fluid timeline of events and mm-hmm. then wrote based on that versus like completely missing like what, what was it, nine days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, right, right. or what seemed to be like no real plan of action as to where people were going or what characters were getting killed off or this definitely you can tell in the difference in writing that there's there's meaning between the relationships and events that happen and all that wasn't there in the first two seasons you know i mean it's it's definitely much more of a well-developed concept and idea and there's you know breadth to the ideas that but we can write off we can write off season one as growing pains Season two, um, I you know that's the one I think I'm more critical of than even season one. Is that seeing it just seems you know it? I think part of this what we like about this this uh, season also is that this our group seems to be more in control of their destinies, or at least being more uh, driving the destinies instead of just reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. You know Madison's proclamation that that if you know if this doesn't change, then we'll have to take it over. Mm-hmm. is coming true. But I think that's also, that also could be part of the, you know, the idea that they were brand new to the apocalypse in second season. Uh-huh. Like, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know right. where they should be going, where their next dinner's coming from, or water, or anything. And how could they drive it? They're just going right. along with the flow and just kind of hoping they survive along the way. This time, this season... They're in control. They have some experience mm-hmm. under their belt. They've had some time to rest at the hotel and at the uh, colony, and now they're taking control. They ha- they mm-hmm. have more experience now. And I think I think we enjoyed The Walking Dead the most when Rick and company take charge. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know when they when they're you know like when Rick said okay we're gonna just take over Alexandria. Um, we we're like oh hell yeah do it. Well we you do know? to a certain extent. But, I mean, it's like we've said in the past where, 
you know, these people come into these new communities and all of a sudden they're accepted by everybody. <laughs> like, that's not very believable. And then all no. of a sudden they're going to take over. Well, who, who the hell gave you the, the right to take over this colony just because you just happened to walk in? Yeah. Well, and, because and we, you have a 10-inch long gun. Yeah, you could take that. You could take that different ways too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, big boy. Innuendo. Is that a gun in your hand, or um, are you just happy to shoot me? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were critical of this one for the very similar reasons uh, with you know them getting into Jeremiah's good graces so easily. But yes. Maddie was playing them well too. I mean, the writing mm-hmm. behind all that was good, and I, I mean. That's right. I, I still have problems with that issue. I mean, I still have problems with the way that they're accepted as the center of the community so fast, and they st- I still have a problem with it even in the episodes that we just watched. Thought it was a little silly. But it wasn't Rick coming in saying "back off, man," and then they're like, "Oh, you, you got it together. You That's survived right. out there, right. Rick. So you here, here's a badge and a gun. You run this place." <laughs> it was Maddie was at least playing, and she was like, "Okay, well, they're going out on a." scouting thing so i'm gonna go with them and volunteer and maybe you know they'll like me a little bit more so you know there's there's parts of it a little bit more believable but hey it is a tv show but i mean to start out we've got um jake and alicia going over there and alicia was actually trying to stop him stop him from going over there to meet with walker at the gas station Mm-hmm. And then Walker walks up and says, "You're what two hundred years a little too late for an apology and drop." But he's like, "You're just in time for lunch." That's right. <laughs> drops, drops the, the pig's pig head. head. What were they doing with the pig? I think uh, he was slaughtering lunch. it. He was making, he was lunch. making lunch, like an old-fashioned barbecue. I think so. have a little fat back. Yeah. Oh, I would have been happy there. No, good southern really... pig picking. I don't think Beers. I would want to see the the killing of the pig part. Oh, sorry. Eh. Like I said. Apocalypse comes, I'm done, 15 minutes. You wouldn't last very long, would you? No. Can you fry that up for me, please? (laughs) And I'd be like, ooh, give me the knife. Yeah, yeah, sure you would. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) I could dissect it for you. I could do a mean necropsy. Yes, in a a laboratory setting. I'm not killing it for you. No. No. (laughs) So, I mean, the scene between Walker and Jake, though, is good. And then uh-huh. I think it made sense that Alicia was saying that she was going to stay there. Right. And that's cool. where we also got a reveal of, uh, of Ophelia. Oh, that's right. right. Which was, she had kind of a weird reaction when they... That's what I was going to say. She's like serving and she's like, oh, hey. She like didn't even say anything. Well, she, she was stressed, I think, at okay. the situation. She looked like she was stressed. You mean Ophel- uh, uh, Ali- Ophelia? Ophelia. Yeah, she okay. was stressed. I think she didn't know how, what to say or anything like that at that point. But what do you think, Alicia, what do you think was going through the, her head when she saw Ophelia all of a sudden standing She wanted to her? slap the hell out of her. Oh, because she abandoned okay, her. Well, let's yes. go okay, yeah, so let's go through a little bit of that, because I don't think they did actually go back through that, right? I mean, she, yeah. they she, touched she, she, on yeah, it. Yeah, she t- barely touched. She's like, oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. stole the truck. Mm-hmm. So what, what exactly happened at the hotel? Madison and Strand were in the bar drinking. Mm-hmm. And Alicia and Ophelia were going room to room looking for walkers. And then, I can't remember what happened, what transpired, but Ophelia and Alicia got separated. And Ophelia, the next thing you knew, stole the truck. That's right. And left. Yeah, and Alicia saw her from the balcony or something like that, getting in the truck and leaving. Well, she saw the truck leaving. Yeah, Yeah, saw the truck leaving. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she was pissed in this episode. 
So, I mean, she was gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. She missed the entire hotel thing. That's right. She missed a lot. Mm -hmm. That's okay. She's back. Yay, huh? But no big hugs. No big hugs. No, no, no. Alicia was pissed because she felt abandoned by Ophelia. Uh-huh. But then she felt betrayed by her. For yeah. Ophelia, Ophelia was like, "Hey, you're safe. You're at a hotel. It's huge. There's no walkers there that we could find. It's so safe. Your mom is drinking in the bar, mm-hmm. getting wasted." Yeah, but Ophelia stole their truck. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she now she knew she had been, and that's why, that's why her her apology was kind of half ass, you know. And and Alicia was kind of like, "I'm not accepting that." Yeah, there was. Uh, there was it was not a warm greeting. Mm-mm. I don't think Ophelia got a warm greeting from anybody, did she? No, she did not. Mm. No, I mean the least she could have done when she left was say, "Hey, you guys are cool where you're at. I'm gonna bug out, see if I can find my old pops or my or, fiance, <laughs> or at least really, or it just, it really." It sounds like I'm listening to an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> like you guys are cool. I'm out of here. Y'all hang out. <laughs> I'll be back later. You know, it's I'm okay. George Washington. I Just got don't this. open the door. Just don't open the door. You'll be okay. Isn't that why we drink beer while we're podcasting? <laughs> Isn't that why we love drunk history? <laughs> I'm Thomas this. Jefferson, and y'all can come on in and eat some dinner with me. It's cool. <laughs> I'm serious. (laughs) Okay, but uh, I kind of want to skip past that part because when they get back and and Jake tells (laughs) tells Madison that um, uh, Alicia is left behind. Yeah, I was completely shocked that she's like, "Oh well, we got to go get her." I know we got to go get her. That was the part where I was like, "What? Why would she do that?" What do you mean? Well, why did she all of a sudden, she's like, okay, well, we got to go. Forget this deal that you got. We're going to go. Well, she was like, because the deal was bullshit. She was like, you left my daughter behind. I thought that oh, was probably I, one of the more I, real reactions she had. I understand that, but it was, it, it took me off guard. Because I was like, come on, there's a deal there. They're ta- I mean, he's actually no. got a plan. And she's like, no. screw all you people. I'm going to, and I understand that with, with Maddie being like Miss Strongwoman. And she's going to protect her family over anything. But no, so after, look, okay, here's here's where it was weird. She's been playing these people this entire time and setting up all this whole chessboard. And then all of a sudden, Alicia's with this guy, and they're like, she's like, fuck it. Knocks the chessboard over, like, all right, I'm, I'm not going playing home But, but, but because, because, you know, because they were using one of her children as a chess piece. You know, Maddie she was, was using that was her children her. as chess pieces. No, though. no, that was that was no, that was going that was going over the top with that, or that crossed the line with her. And see, I have a problem with the fact that when 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 Nick got sick, when Nick got really sick, that she took off after Ophelia. Like your son's back there on the ground dying, and you're going to run off against and try to track down somebody. Well, that I had, had a problem to. with. She knew he was fine. It doesn't matter. But she that, had to figure out what was wrong with him. It doesn't matter. It, it, still, your kid's laying there dying. You're not going to run off. Okay? If I can get information about what is wrong with him, I oh, will. You're not, you're not thinking that way at that time. You're trying to mm. figure out what the hell's wrong with your kid. Come on. It, well, that's what no, she was I, doing. That I couldn't buy. That's exactly that what buy. she was doing, though. She was going to find out what was wrong with her kid. Yeah, but I that's mean, not the would, way it would be done. That's not the way you would do it. Right. Not the way you would do it either. <laughs> it is. 
Okay. You so, would you would leave your kid laying on the ground and go run after somebody? Okay. If they're right there and I can find out information about what is wrong with them, you yes. do not know that you can find out what's what's wrong with oh them. Oh my god. Mm-mm. No, I don't buy it. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. So you would rather go and risk everybody's lives to go. I wouldn't on care a about any. I wouldn't care about chase. anybody else's lives. I would be caring about my kids' lives. Right. I wouldn't care about anybody else's. But if the only thing that to to help your kid is to figure out what is wrong with your kid, you don't. If, know. if you're just sitting there holding their hand, what is that doing? You don't know that 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 woman running away had anything to do with it. You're guessing, but you don't know that. You don't know if maybe your kids just you know could be fixed with something real quickly. You have no idea. But they already the had problem like is. four or five people die. At they that had point. people falling over. They didn't know. They were, they were dead. dead they were turning into zombies, like right there. Oh, I, or walkers. But still, nonetheless, nonetheless you're not going to abandon wasted. your kid that infected. way. They're the infected and the wasted. Mm-hmm. No, okay. We just have to disagree. I, I don't see it. But I certainly can see her jumping on board and saying, oh, hell no, you're not using my kid as a pawn. Last word. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. Family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I did love the way that um, Alicia was uh, ripping up Walker. The talking about you know when Walker's given all his uh, what was it um, she you know Alicia saw the chopper and and said you know hey you know Killed my stepdad my was in there you know I was in that and so like that and you know and he's going on about blah 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 and she said uh, said you're just a hypocrite playing like a Native American. Oh, I know that was a good line. Yeah, and then she went and to go look at all the relics and was fine with that. Well, that was kind of weird though, wasn't it? I mean, she like mm-hmm. then went to go look at. Well, it was like the trusting thing again. He's like, yeah. "Oh, come, you're the enemy, but come look at my super special relic trailer." That's right. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, "They're you're working playing. very hard to convince her yeah, that they're okay." Yeah, you're playing yeah. this whole uh, Native American card, and yeah, he's like, "Yeah, but oh, I've got this." Now, you want to see a Native American card? Come take a look at my relic trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pickup line, man. <laughs> you want to come and look at my relic trailer? <laughs> oh, step this way. Excuse me, is that your tomahawk? Or are you just ready? Oh, uh, to... we already used that line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's no relic. <laughs> We're going to hell. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. What about Jeremiah during all of this? Like, he's just kind of like, fuck it. I'm drinking. He was like that in the last (laughs) episode, though. Yeah. Yeah, he was. That's where I was. I I kept beating the drum on. Why is he so weak now? Native American drum? No, not Native American. Jeremiah's drum, because he stole it from the Native Americans. Right. Um, But he was so weak. And it was yeah he he kind of fell along that he he gave up at that point. Well, we found we found out the true Jeremiah. He was weak. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was just he was just a drunk, uh, drunk racist. Yeah, and misogynist, racist. The whole deal, the whole deal. Everything. He was playing all those cards, you know. And, and he just he he played it to the T in these episodes, just being a jerk all around. Mm-hmm. You know what was what did he say when uh, when uh, Jake was talking about offering them the the uh, reserve water, whatever. He said. Um, oh, he said, yeah. If, about, we, if we give them the reserves, they're gonna want more. They're never. Yeah. Gonna well, he said. Yeah, but he said I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't pee in his mouth if he was dying of thirst in or something. Mouth. Yeah. yeah. I think he yeah. said that to Madison actually, didn't he? I think he was Maybe. talking to Madison. Yeah. 
so okay, this is the part I'm confused about. Is Jeremiah the lawyer or is Jake the lawyer? Jake. Jake. So Jake is the lawyer that handled the case against Walker. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Who is also a lawyer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think Jeremiah has always been had a problem or has had a problem with Jake because he went off to school and supposedly got soft. Jeremiah has a problem with Jake. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think that's where his his issue with Jake is is that when he went off to be a lawyer he became soft. He wasn't like Jeremiah brought him up to be as much. And boy, Jake has not got a good opinion of his dad, does he? No. No, no mm. that became apparent this episode. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. When he was talking to Nick, right? Right. And he, and he told saying, him he would disappoint him. Yeah, he'll disappoint you. All this all this bad stuff going on around you, this is his fault. And you, and you knew at that point, I think we all knew at that point, this was Jeremiah's last episode. <laughs> well, in hindsight, yeah. Um, I was still shocked. A I little, was too. A little bit. Not... Not over the top shocked, but no, I, I, yeah, it made sense, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't see it coming at that point. I right. didn't think that everything had fallen apart that bad, um, to where that well, they would do something like that. Well, you kind of had a feeling though, because when the confrontation with with um, Madison and Walker, that's when you know when she was bringing Walker her uh, Walker's father's skull, right, mm-hmm. that Nick had found, and and when he said, he said, "This is not enough." He mm-hmm. said, "This is just an old man's shame," mm-hmm. and that's when he told me, "Yeah, he was. She had to bring. She had to bring Jeremiah. I didn't think she was going to kill Jeremiah and do that, but I thought she was going to drag Jeremiah to Walker." Right. Right. Yeah, and that's what I couldn't believe that after Jake tried so hard to do, you know, the the negotiations with Walker, and Jeremiah just brushed it off like, "Screw you! You're just a pimple faced little kid." Who doesn't know what you're doing, and this isn't going to work. We have to do frontier right. tactics. Gibberish. No, not it's because he had no respect for his son. <laughs> he had no respect for Jake. Right. He had no respect for either one of his sons. Well, yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, he was sort of right when Jake went over there, and he almost got scalped. Yeah. I mean, Walker yeah, almost took was... it down until that weird scene when Ophelia is like, Mm-mm, don't do mm-hmm. it. Right. She's got this affinity with Walker all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Enough to stop him from doing something like that. Yeah, because he was, I mean, he was full on about, he was getting ready to pull it back. <sighs> it was not. Oh, I thought it was done. I mean, yeah, I thought I it was too. a done deal. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was like, well, there goes that. Jake. I mean, it's, it was pretty obvious from the beginning that Ophelia and, and Walker, because too many names, Ophelia and Walker had something going on, even if it isn't physical at the moment. There's some sort of, mm. um. Relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they the pushed that, they pushed that early on. When they were talking about him finding her, and all of a sudden he's talking to her about spirits and the land, right, right, and, uh, to to get her sympathies. Man, tell me, tell me, I, someone tries to scalp you, cuts across your whole forehead, and you're not really freaking out. Um, especially the rest of the episode, he's just walking along with this big old cut across well, his forehead, you know, and I'm just like, my God, you'd be screaming in pain. One more instance where healing happens super quick in the Walking Dead world. <laughs> That's a gash. That's a nine inch gash across your forehead there, pal. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to well, leave a mark. It is going to leave a mark, but I think they can, yeah, I don't think that really just peels up the, because it's not real soft tissue underneath your scalp well, he, right he, there. He didn't, right, right, but we're still talking about a gash. Oh, I understand. Your, but they didn't even tough, like, man. it didn't look like they had put sutures in it or butterfly bandages, nothing. Head and shoulders. Not only, not only that, <laughs> little head and scalp, shoulders. scalp injuries, 
bleed like a mf'er. Yes, I they mean, do. They did. It, it would have been right covered in blood. Yes, exactly. I've seen it, and yep. that was no scalp injury. No, it was that was a little silly, but hey, whatever. Who are we to well, say? Well, I think it, what was a little bit more silly was that it wasn't even discussed after that happened, was it? No, it wasn't. It was just like that. <laughs> it really just, wasn't. Was it? I guess because it was at his maybe because it was at his hairline, no one noticed. <laughs> yes, uh, like, did you get a haircut? Something's different. Something's about you, Jake. different about you. <laughs> you don't look like you're in much pain as usually. Did you are. change your part, or you got a new part up there? <laughs> That's the ultimate bowl cut. <laughs> they took some of Nick's hair and covered it up. <clears throat> that's what it is. Uh, Pieces it maybe that's it is. Yeah, that's right. Nick cut his hair, too. Yeah. Yep. He just glued yep. it on. Yep. Why did Nick cut wow. his hair? Because he was joining Troy's oh, militia. Oh, joining the militia. Which, right, again, right, right. I don't yep. understand why he... It's not like he joined the Yankees. He did a really good job of cutting his own hair, too. <laughs> With a knife. If it's in the front or the back or whatever, getting around the sides, he mm-hmm. had to have some help on that one. I, I liked mm-hmm. it. We don't have to worry about him washing it so much anymore. I, I was kind of surprised Mom didn't jump in there and start helping him with it while she's watching him cut his hair. I <laughs> didn't say, like, thank God. I know. <laughs> or Nick, are you kidding me? Or Those are safety sh- scissors. Should I check you for lice while you're doing that? <laughs> exactly. You should wash it before you do that. <laughs> it's going to mat. Oh. <laughs> But he looks a lot better, so I'm happy. Yes. I'm yes, happy. I agree. Much cuter. <laughs> yes. Hey, Scott agreed. You heard it. Yep. Heard it I here. Did. Much cuter. Yeah. We got a winner. We got a winner. <laughs> so then Nick does go back um, into that second episode, because we are in the second episode now. We've, we've found Ophelia. Yes. Yep. We moved on to Children of Wrath and found Ophelia wandering around in the desert. And then Nick finally realizes there is something in that floor that Jeremiah was shooting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And goes to dig. The blood, in the blood in the ground. And when he first started digging, I was like, shit, there's nothing in that floor. Because he was digging forever. <laughs> <laughs> but he did find the skull, which ends up being yes. the, the uncle. Is that, uh, what, you're, uncle. Is that what you were saying earlier? Yeah, Walker's uncle. Yeah, no, no that, that was, was his dad. Was, or was that his that dad? Was his that dad. was Walker's dad. Oh, that was his okay, dad. okay. He killed the uncle first. He killed the uncle and, and two other Native Americans. Right, right, he, right. The four, the four amigos did, and then Walker's dad came to look for him, and right. they killed Walker's dad. Which is like even worse because that's like cold blooded murder. That's not right. like revenge, or I mean, not revenge. Mm-hmm. It's not defense. Mm-hmm. You just front, frontier justice. But it didn't not, sound. Not even hey, it didn't sound like it really. It was that much of a defense in the first guys they killed either. No, it's just no. Fr- it's more like frontier crime, um, just yep. so they can keep their land. Yep, pretty much. So, I mean, I guess that kind of answers the uh, questions from last week, where we're talking about whose whose side is the right side. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really, Walker's side was. Literally the right side at the start, but neither by the end of this episode is on a good side. Man, did did uh, did Alicia go off when she found out that they had lied about the Tremble family? Fuck, I would too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, she she was blowing Madison away, dude. That was about, about their father and so forth. You know, how could the no, no wonder her dad. father was depressed? Yep. He was sleeping with a corpse or something like that. Well, I think her line about um, how you didn't you're. Def- you defended Gretchen's killer. I mean, someone that she had, you know, been, mm-hmm. become friends with mm-hmm. since she got there. Right. Over right. two or three episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but exactly. we all loved Gretchen. 
Well, that prayer group was great. Exactly. It was. I would join that prayer group. She was hilarious. We wanted to be there. And they had, what's his name in a head? Was it Ned? Jeff? No. Jeff. In a cage. Jeff the head. Yes. He was in a cage. Jeff the head. Not necessarily in a head. Oh, Jeff. Jeff in the cage, right. A head in the cage. Yeah. Oh, can we move on? (laughs) 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 Oh, so she tells her backstory finally. We finally find out what happened to Madison through this Uh whole exchange. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Uh like I said, this is something that we had all speculated on for the past three seasons. It was a little bit more dramatic than what I originally thought. But we did Hmm. talk about her parents possibly being addicted to something, being alcoholics. Well, we knew she had something major going on. I didn't didn't think it had anything to do with her parents, but... I didn't either. I figured it was... I don't know, some other job or something she had in the past or something like that. Because I, of her affinity with being able to use weapons and so forth mm-hmm. so easily. I figured there had to be something more to it, but maybe she just was, you know, after killing her dad, she was a gun nut or something. I don't know. But she was good with weapons, but that's the other weird side of it. And maybe that's maybe that has something to do with the backstory is that anytime she gets in a position where there's an important person to kill, she's always hesitating mm-hmm. and someone else has to take the shot. This is true. Maybe it's because of the fact she killed her dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe that does cause her to hesitate. Because it happened with Gretchen here, and it happened with um, Jeremiah as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a line, though. That, I mean, I thought her line about the fact that um, that it didn't even deter her, the look that her mother gave her, and, and that it was the same look that they were giving her, her kids. I thought that was a great line, that they would, she would still do it again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then when she confronts Jeremiah in the end, she says she doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to disappoint her kids again. And it was really a, a very heartfelt way of putting it. Yeah, and I think it was a, di- a little bit of a different circumstance. I mean, she killed her dad to protect her mom. Mm-hmm. She's killed other people in the past to protect her kids. And this, I don't feel like it was directly protecting her kids this time. You don't? No. I think it was. No, I don't. I think it was kind think... of like she could have taken him alive to walk Jeremiah. Yeah, but I I think that well, might have been part of the deal is that I mean that she goes and kills him or he, that he's dead. Well, it could have been part of the deal, she but didn't have to do it she, exactly. But... She could have taken him in handcuffs the to guy... walk her and let him do it. But what I was yeah, but did she really was... she knew that there was no way she's getting him off the ranch though. What I was surprised at, well, yeah, because he, he she said, okay, I mean, it's pretty much your time to die. But I was surprised that he he was sitting there waiting to die. Mm-hmm. He was waiting for everything to fall apart. I was surprised that he actually said no. You know? Yeah, right, thought, right. I thought he, he was just, be like, Fine, he wouldn't even consider it. it. But it just, That's you know, again, it was him not being as noble as he makes himself out to be. Yeah. I mean, shit, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, it's your time to die, you need to off yourself, I'd be like, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he had given up on the entire ranch. He didn't think that, you know, he, he said, okay, they're going to fight, but he wasn't out fighting. He was just sitting there getting drunk. I know. He wasn't getting prepared for any type of war. Mm-hmm. He was just waiting for it to come to him. So, no, when I mean, it came down done. to it, he wasn't. He didn't have the balls to do it. Mm. Right. He didn't have the balls to do what was needed to be done. He did like before. He hid. He hid Walker's dad's body under his cabin, and, and he hid here. You know what was great in that scene, though, is that when she came in, and then when Nick came in, he's like, "Does anybody knock around here?" I know it's great. <laughs> I thought I thought the scene with um, 
with um, he and Nick before Madison even had her conversation um, with with uh, Jeremiah. But the scene where where Nick showed up in his place or whatever um, was really good. Where he was talking to him about, you know, in essence, Nick in the end told him, "Yeah, you're the bad guy." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're, you're the bad guy here. He said something you know, about, Nick, "I thought we were on the right side, and I think we're on the wrong side, or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings he brought the uh, the Walker skull to Jeremiah. You know, and Jeremiah's still trying to be kind of mentorish or whatever and and nick says something like yeah here i thought you were some kind of a uh wise rancher type cowboy and he goes and you're really just a bad guy and they still don't really know they don't know the connection between jeremiah and ophelia yet they have no idea that he abandoned ophelia in the desert no they don't but remember he says to ophelia let's not let uh stuff in the past interfere what's going on right now Right, but what I'm saying is... But the rest of them, you're right, they don't know. The the Clark family, they've formed their own opinions about him, but they don't... I mean, like, that. his badness goes deeper than what they even know. Sure. And so, he's like a truly evil guy. I was, I have to say, I mean, like, it's very easy to understand that this guy was a racist in their community that they made, but he was so resistant to that in conversations in episodes previously that surprised mm-hmm. me when he said that to her that you they're none of your kind at my place yeah you, you wouldn't like it there yeah. yeah and he was and he just left her i was actually really surprised at first when he did that but how blatant he was yeah because it, it, i mean he really had resisted that this had anything to do with racism mm-hmm. right and he because he, he wouldn't say he wouldn't say it about um nick's girlfriend yeah right Exactly. Right. Yeah, it was brought up before. And he was like, no, that's not what it is. It has nothing to do with that. Right. Do you think he didn't say anything about Nick's girlfriend just because he wanted Nick and family to stay? Yeah, I think so. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think he was he was trying to win Nick over at that point. So he was putting up a front. Right. He he didn't want to make he didn't want their he didn't want their community to look like that to to Madison's family. But when he's alone, it doesn't really matter. What did he? What did he say though? He said to Nick when uh, Nick was challenging him, challenging him on uh, who were the rightful owners of the the land or whatever, and he says they sold it to us for beer money. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like that's a good line. And then their young bucks came up to fight us. Yep, yep, that's right. So it, it kind of does make more sense though that Walker has such an easy uh, an easy time of uh, convincing to Ophelia at least to to. Um, drug these guys or to do whatever because because she's pissed i mean they this guy left her for dead so it's not necessarily against her people it's against uh jeremiah's community right but let me let me ask you this who the hell beat her up i oh, think they, they they acted that one yeah they, they beat her up just to make it up. look like so more she believable. so she just volunteered to get beat up and then put yeah then be yeah. dumped off there yeah yeah to make it more convincing Makes still find sense. that a little bit of a reach i guess i mean yeah. They could have just dumped her off. They didn't have to kick her ass. It was more convincing to have her kick, have her ass kicked. I could just say she got exiled. I don't know. But uh, anyway. I think it was a good touch. Because <clears throat> I, at first, thought, oh, my God, they kicked her out. Mm-hmm. So. And then we would have been like, why did they kick her out? What did she do? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. That's right. She gave why up the Why did goods. they let her make coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, I guess they—they they, Jeremiah said, if you're going to be here, you got to work your way mm-hmm. 
through mm-hmm. it. But go make me some coffee. I wouldn't let the enemy the touch my food and water. Well, again, yeah, she wasn't the enemy. I don't think they point. were considering her as the enemy because I, you know, Jeremiah also knew that she used to be part of Madison's group too. So that's true. I would still so. keep her at arm's length. Yeah. Because you never I, know. I think they probably figured coffee was pretty harmless. They needed to put her in the jail, have a cooling off period. Coffee's one mm. of the most important things. I know. That's why you don't let them touch it. There is that. You know, um, so I thought it was interesting that so Madison had the confrontation with Walker, which I thought was a great confrontation about the anthrax. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool scene. Um, but then she later comes up with the idea of stealing the relics as leverage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So they sneak in there, and and Troy and the boys come in there and attack also, right? Didn't a lot of guys die for those relics? It seemed like militia guys were dropping left and right. Because well, remember, there was there was a whole bunch of militia guys that went in there, and Troy was the only one that came out. I thought most of them died during the anthrax. No, there was whatever was left was still in there because he he went in there with at least five guys. I saw him oh, in that they, scene. They armed, <clears throat> they armed other people that were in the camp. Yeah, whoever it was. They, all I oh, know so is these that these were untrained people. They were yeah. going, so they were getting picked off. Oh yeah, they're red shirts. <laughs> yeah, Actually, most of the militia evidently. guys were red shirts too. Yes, they were. I just thought it was a pretty damn high price to pay for those relics. Mm-hmm. It's like, geez, it was. You, know, you don't have that many people left, and you get four guys killed like that. Yeah. Well, the way that they got Alicia back from Walker and the relic thing. I thought it was stupid. And that's where I was saying at the beginning. It was kind of there was a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, that was like all caused by the earlier decisions that Madison was made, and so she, you know, by making the decision, the early decisions, screwing everything up previously, she's trying to make up for it this entire time to get back to where they were in the first place. Right, and, and Walker's people for for being for being, you know, American natives that are on the war path were not very observant i mean people just driving up into their little town (laughs) you know and people coming in in the middle of the night yeah it was on both sides though i mean it was like they're like oh okay now there's an attack here and then they go back here now we're attacking over here and now we're attacking back at the ranch Mm -hmm. then the only time you see guys on the guard line is after they've had anthrax coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's true although i have to say the scene where they all did start turning into infected within the ranch was awesome scene that was oh it was great scott was texting not big country not big no (laughs) big country made it man big country survived yeah i didn't want big country going. but that would suck all those people in the tents can you imagine i mean being in a house or shack or lean to whatever (laughs) but being in those tents the walkers just fall on top it was like that one scene in uh the walking Walking dead Dead, where there's the skywalk between the buildings and there's just people in tents Mm -hmm. like yep yep Yep, with the, with the young kid, what, what was his name? What was the young kid's name, Kim? You would know. Everybody hates Chris. Um, Noah. Yeah, it is Noah. 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 Is it Noah? Yeah, I think Noah. so. It was Noah. <gasps> Yay! Pulled that out mm-hmm. of my butt crack. There you go. You really. Eh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so Strand, we find About-up. Strand. Yeah, and this, he's found the Abigail. You're not happy with that story? See, well, I mean, yeah, I guess you gotta you gotta give a nod to Strain, but again, it wasn't really pertinent to this. I mean, it is the season finale, so you gotta find out. Okay, where's Strain? But and I mean, I saw other people that were posting. Oh, I wish there was more stuff with Strand. Like, I don't know. I mean, he better have some like major 
part in what is happening because to me I'm just kind of like eh strand he's gonna he's gonna hook up with him but i loved i loved the strand stuff in this episode i did too he finally lets go of stuff Uh um Uh his conversation with the cosmonaut was funny Uh it was good um oh i thought it was fantastic that him getting on the boat thank god they didn't like say oh now the tide comes up and the boat is able to go back out to sea or something (laughs) stupid like that but he finally just leaves it leaves it and well, you saw, you saw the, the, evidently it had been taken by the Mexican police, obviously, because there was like police officers and stuff in mm-hmm. there. But who were the other people that were on the boat? Party girls. Like, yeah. Hookers, where did they come probably. from? They, the, poli- the policia probably brought them on board with them. Oh, okay. I just thought they were kind of odd. I mean, they're <laughs> on a yacht. Walking around in cocktail dresses and stuff. There's tons of um, alcohol. They're partying uh-huh. it up. I guess so. I wonder what happened. What went wrong? That's a good question. Yep, but anyway, so Strand finds the Abigail. Strand. Strand kills decides. the Abigail. Strand kills the Abigail. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has a very thoughtful conversation with the Russian cosmonaut and decides it's time to move on. Which ends very abruptly when he starts talking about Mark. Well, I think the last um, quote was from Marx. Yep. I don't remember what the quote was, but Strand was just cut. You saw his was, face was like, hmm. Yeah. The quote was it was actually <laughs> well, okay. a really cool quote. It was, uh, last words are for fools, but not said enough. Yeah. From Marx, which I thought was a great quote. That is a great quote. And Strand was just kind of like, yep, that's the final word. So what... Screw you, cosmonaut. What part of all of that (laughs) do you think was Strand's tipping point where he was like, I got to get rid of the past and move on? Well, the cosmonaut, the cosmonaut talking to him and saying, hey, I'm calling you from my grave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, and that this guy was was carrying on in a very poetic way until the end. And Strand was like, all right, I need to move on. This this chapter is over. It's time for the next one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he, yeah, he was saying, I'm dead. You're not. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm dead. I have no way of getting back to life. You yep. can't give up now. Because you are at least down there, and you have a chance. Yep. yep. Don't you wonder what happened to the other cosmonauts? Because they well, never send you up by yourself. There's always at least two. Well, maybe the other guy died already or was eaten. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe he, he was they, made into borscht. send the cosmonauts up to it as well? There's always two people on the space, oh, the space station, station at all okay. times okay. in case mm-hmm. something happens. I just thought it was so cool that they that they usually there's an American that they brought that part into it. I mean, that know. was really cool. I I appreciate. I thought that. that scene was fantastic. I really loved. it. I loved his conversation with the cosmonaut. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and it was one of my favorite parts of the episode, actually. I liked it too, and I really liked yep. it when he burned the Abigail, and mm-hmm. walked away. Waste a lot of liquor. He did, but he doesn't need it anymore. Strand is going to be a new man. I think he's going to be more caring and more thoughtful now. You think? I do. We'll find That's out. what I'm hoping. He's going to get a leather vest with angel wings on the back. <laughs> and a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. I can definitely see him in a leather vest. <laughs> okay. You want to see him in a leather vest. I would vest. love to see him in a leather vest. And leather pants. And no shirt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh and cut goodness. off jean shorts. No. <laughs> Minus the shorts. <laughs> and on, a bow tie. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's a good time to take a break. What about you guys? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strand's leather outfit is going to send us to a break. In chaps. All right. Well, yep. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> no, I won't be afraid clinging to his mama's teeth. You know what your mama came here to do tonight? Hmm? <laughs> the reason why I like her so much, the reason she's tougher than you'll ever be, is because she is exactly like... All right, everybody, we are back, and we're ready to do Kim's favorite hit or miss. It's still your favorite? I guess. Okay. Wow, <laughs> Kim, you are so into this. I'm glad you and Scott coordinate that before every yes. show. Exactly. So, Kim, you want to start us off with a hit? Uh, yes, my hit is Strand. He was only on the episodes double episodes for just a few minutes altogether, but I thought that his scenes were super powerful, mostly because they were by himself, and it's hard to act by yourself, right? Like, it's it's more normal to bounce your dialogue off somebody to, and get that response back, but he did it mostly by himself, or he had to use... I, I'm very much into facial expressions, if y'all haven't noticed. Yes, but. we have. Our, our <laughs> listeners haven't, but we have. Yes. <laughs> you guys aren't picking that up out there? Like, when I'm working, I, I like to do conference calls over Skype or something so I can see people's face. Because if there's, like, a dead silence, you don't know what they're thinking. Like, if they're, like, in the background, like, screw you, man. Or, like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to say anything. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I like uh-huh. to see people. Or they're encouraging you to keep going. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so well said, Kim. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so I really uh, like the scenes with Strand because because you got to see the real Strand come through, and you could actually see like the transformation happen of him being kind of a self-centered person to finally moving on and being like, I need other people around me to help me survive this apocalypse. And, um, the, the conversation that he had with the cosmonaut was just simply beautiful. And then burning the Abigail, which meant so much to him. And in essence meant a lot to our Clark family because it helped them escape the early days of what was going on. Um, I just thought it was a really powerful scene, so I liked it. Cool. Stu? Um, my hit was not Strand. Good. My hit was Killing Jeremiah. Mm. Okay. Because I, I thought it was a pretty bold move by the writers, and um, 
you know, we, we saw a lot of his past and the reasoning for the way he was. And I think his character kind of outlived its need. So it made sense. Uh, and it also means that, hey, we're not going to be staying at the ranch any longer. Well, maybe. Well. Or Madison takes over. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like the whole thing's kind of falling apart. Well, that last scene of Madison. It's a good point. And the kids standing on the balcony looking out as Troy and Jake drive off with uh, Jeremiah in the back of the truck as if, like, this is our place now. Yeah, (laughs) and that awesome rendition of Stand By Me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That That was was great. That was like Marilyn Manson type. That was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I agree. That was really cool. Um, man, I had, I had several of them. Uh, uh, you know, I, I thought, uh, Madison's ballsy confrontation against Walker was great. Um, I thought that was really badass where she was stormed in there with the Ophelia. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I, I'm so happy big country survived. Mm-hmm. Is this your montage of hits? Yeah, pretty much because it was hard. <laughs> it was hard not to pick one. I do have one. I mean, I've got one. I mean, I, you know, the cosmonaut thing was fantastic. I love the quote, the Marx quote. But my favorite, though, my favorite was the picture of Strand when he was burning down the boat and he had those reflective sunglasses yes. on. Yes. Oh, that's true. Fire, that was, oh, that was a good scene. I meant to say that. There. That was awesome. That was a good scene. That would be a good poster. That would be an awesome poster. I mean, he looks so badass in that picture. I wonder that if I could get really a print cool. of that and have him sign it at the next Walker Stalker. That would be sweet. Yeah. Or wear yeah. some of those glasses and have our picture taken with him. Okay. Dude. Or you could wow. put, like, print, like, fr- flames on the glasses and just yes. wear them around everywhere. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you could find them somewhere. That would be awesome. You know how they have the ones of the American flag on your glasses? Mm-hmm. I think, I think Stuart would be cooler. Can, <laughs> I think Stuart can produce some flame glasses for you, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, that was my hit. I love that image of Strand with the... With the fire in his glasses. Flaming. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, Kim, what was your miss? Well, it's funny. My miss was actually Jeremiah. Hmm. <laughs> the death of Jeremiah? No, not the death of Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Well, see, that was my hit. My hit was the death of Jeremiah. The actual death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, mine was just, I guess, how much Jeremiah of a Jeremiah wussing out? Yeah. He was a wuss. And how much of a hypocrite he was. And... He came off as this super strong um, person that was in charge. He could handle it. He had planned and prepared for the apocalypse, and everything was just hunky-dory on his ranch. And then you find out that he's pretty much, like, peeing himself in the corner. But don't you think, though, that was necessary for us to be able to get to the point where Madison could step in and take over? I mean, the patriarch of the of the community was shown to be a sham. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to the point of where his own son, who was supposed to be taking over the community, is stating that he's a sham. You know? Yeah, I'm not, it, I'm not saying it's bad for the storyline. I'm just saying that Jeremiah did, himself was just... That's what I was saying last episode. It was disappointing yeah. to see how weak mm-hmm. he was, how easy he was overthrown. Exactly. Uh, I think he was supposed to be a a disappointment, though. I think that that what they were trying to do. Uh, That's that's not what we're saying, Scott. What we're saying is the character Uh is just a disappointment. I think, yeah, Uh but to me, that that happened more in the last episode. In this one, it was just, it was kind of following what had already happened. He gave up. He gave up when his other two 
compatriots died, and then the other guy left and died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he was like, "It's all, it's all over," and that's why he was he was trying to confide in Nick more of you know what the the reality of everything was. And right. um, in this one, he was like, "Screw it," <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. I I have nothing else to impart. It's all falling apart. Um, you're on your own. Yep, yep, that's true. Stu, how about your miss? <sighs> Scott, I think you know my miss. Uh, my miss, no, my miss was um, again uh, Maddie going so quickly after uh, Alicia. Which even Alicia's reaction when they got there to save her uh-huh. was like, "What the hell are you doing here? We had a deal." I get your point. Totally get your point. But it was just uh-huh. to me, it it seemed like a, a bit big misfire uh, for them to uh-huh. be doing that because they had a deal because she out. because Maddie is such a strate- strategist. Yeah, she, I mean, she again, she had been playing this thing the whole time, and then for her to kind of, you know, just throw down the cards and be like, ah, no, I'm going to get her. I totally understand it. I mean, it's like parents instinct, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to get my kid. What kind of idiot just left my kid with this guy who's killing people. Um, right. but even she at that point did not knew that, that Walker's people didn't kill that other family. No, I mean, but she, remember she even was... had evidence that they didn't do anything worse. But remember she was at the outpost too. She saw what yeah, Walker and the people that's did true. to those guys. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. um, but but no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And, and right, it was a little bit out of character for her in that um, that's kind of how she's been playing it mm-hmm. for a while. And the other side of it was that, again, when I uh, my original comment starting this thing out, I said the writing was a little ham handed. And I think it was because of it was a two hour episode that was actually mm-hmm. two one hour episodes was that, you know, she goes there to save Alicia then they go back, and there's this thing that happens at the ranch, and then she goes back to steal the relic truck right. mm-hmm. to try and make up for not having anything over Walker now. Right. So now she needs something to get him to negotiate again, which is where they were mm-hmm. at the very start of the whole thing in the first place, that yeah. she screwed up. That's true. She so, was just so confused. She was. But, uh, you know, uh, the weird thing to me was that she did that, and I was like, why the hell did she do that? Why the hell did she do that? And then in the middle of the episodes, I was thinking, ah, She's playing both sides against each other. And then I was like, no. After it was over, I was like, no, she wasn't playing. She was so emotional. She was just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really right. playing both sides against each other. But in essence, no, she kind of was. was either. Yeah. It ended I up think, working out that way. I th- yeah, I think what you're right. What you're saying is that she took advantage of the opportunities as they presented themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she, she was didn't. necessarily playing them against it. No. But, yeah. I hoped. Yeah. I hoped for something more there. Yeah, I can understand that. My my miss was was a small thing, but it 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 goes back to a lot of what we've been saying about how these our our characters always become the center of these communities as soon as they show up. You know, here's Ophelia walking across the desert. She's lost in the desert. She runs into two people the whole time she's in the desert. And both of them happen to be the leaders of the two different communities. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Not what scouts, are the odds? Not scouts or somebody else. Right, it's just right, that yeah. be the two not leaders. anybody else. No, it's just the two leaders of the communities is the one she runs into. Good point. Like, come on. Come on. You know, you could have had some other Indian find her, and then, then she talks to Walker when he gets back. Or, no, it has to be Walker that finds her in the mm. desert. Yeah, yeah. You know. In fact, I didn't even think that was him. I didn't first. either. I thought it was another guy. Nope. 
No, I think it was Walker. No, it definitely was it Walker. It was, but I'm saying oh. when I first saw it. Oh, him, you saw I it first re- time? Gotcha. I didn't recognize gotcha. it as being him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, you're reaching for a miss there, though. Uh, a little bit. I don't that's... really, you know, my other miss was with the argument that we already had. I, I thought that Mag, you know, that Maddie running off when Nick was laying there on the ground was, was kind of a miss for me. But yeah. Whatever. No, but I'll, I'll take the uh, these star-crossed meeting in the desert. The decision-makers <laughs> finding someone in the middle of the des- desert. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. thought that was a bit off. Star-crossed warriors. That's right. Yeah, sure. That's right. <laughs> well, Kim, let me ask you. Do we, got, we have some listener comments, right? We um, do. Let's see. Salama O. Hey, Madagascar said, looking forward to hearing Kim's thoughts on her beloved Kim Dickens' performance this week. <laughs> I guess so, I didn't say much, did I? Did I say enough? About her performance? Well, not, not, I don't no, think pertaining no. to uh, your positive comments in weeks past. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim, what did you think of Kim's, Kim's acting with the, uh, with the part she was playing this week? God. Mm. Where do I start? I mean, oh, really? I mean, it's still so dry. Like, uh, but don't you think it's playing more towards the part right now? It is playing more towards the part, but she is still so rigid. Like when she mm-hmm. confronts Ophelia in the truck after Nick is afflicted with the anthrax, I would be like screaming and yelling and pulling that bitch's hair, you know, stuff like that, pulling her out of the 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 truck, and she's still like. What did you do? What did you do? Like, her face is still the exact same as when she was at the tree crying about Travis dying. Yeah, yeah, but... but You know but what I mean? This, don't, don't you remember the scene, though, where he, she did run after and break out the window of the truck and drag her out? She was kicking her ass. Yeah, but her She's face punching her did on the not ground. change at all. Her face is the same. Maybe she's a mannequin. Her face is the same as when she's cr- supposedly crying her eyes out. Versus when she's pissed as hell. Versus when she's madly in love with Travis and talking sweet nothings and having sex in the back of a car. Like, she did that happen? Yes, okay, in season I one. About that part. In mm-hmm. the garage. Yes. <laughs> There's a reason we forgot about that one. Yeah, okay. she, she just doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know. But I mean, even Alicia acknowledges that that's her personality. Right. Exactly. Her you know, and she did. said to her, she said, you know. It, so your dad, it was like dad was sleeping with a corpse. You know, that's her personality. Yeah. And then did you see her on the talking dead? Mm-mm. And she was sitting on the couch and they were, um, um, Mercedes Mason was joking around with her about things that had happened on the set and she could barely laugh. She did the, <laughs> like a little snicker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. Mercedes mm-hmm. Mason is laughing her butt off and you can't laugh. That's exactly what we were saying before. They, she fit the part that, that, that she was chosen for. She I, did. I think she did. She totally. did. Totally. Mm-hmm. She's supposed I to be. I think we didn't think that at first faced. because we didn't think she mm. was supposed to be as cold as she was. She was just acting that way. But but now it seems like that was actually what the character is supposed to be. Yeah. I'm sure she's a very lovely person. <laughs> Super nice, I'm sure. But her depth of range is lacking. <laughs> now i mean i listen i've seen her in several things and she does pretty much same play the same way yeah i'm sure she does 
Mm-hmm. She was she was like that on um, uh, House of Cards mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah, that's just the way she plays it. She's she's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, let me know if you want to hear more Madagascar. <laughs> well, involving another character, we had uh, Paige Vaughn said, the only words I can think to describe this episode are Frank Delane. Yeah. Ah. All his scenes were amazing. Kim Dickens is a close second. Eh? Yeah. And finally, we found out about Ophelia. I can't wait to see the rest of the season. What uh, the rest of the season brings, and if the truce will hold now that Jeremiah is gone. Um, <laughs> I think it. I think it. The way Walker was leaving out there, it seemed like he respected um, Madison for what she did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? they're all moving on to the ranch now, Walker's mm-hmm. people. So that's going to bring some even more conflict, especially with Troy. I bet Troy is not going to have. A so do you think uh, you think they're moving onto the ranch? They showed us moving them moving onto the ranch. Did they? Those At the RVs very end, stuff were coming onto the ranch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right, taking right, the right, land, right, right, right. or they're sharing the land. Because mm-hmm. they have all the resources. So, yeah, that's going to add some more conflict to everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least they got out of the gas station. What kind of a headquarters was that? I know they didn't even have a fence up. Mm-mm. No. Diner. Restrooms really? were probably disgusting. Oh, God. Oh, God. I wonder Awful. if they made each other borrow a key with, like, a rim attached <laughs> to the, it. Or, or a cinder block. <laughs> 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 uh, good times. Oh, that's excellent. But Frank Delane did do a really good job of this. Uh-huh. I, I keep going back to the haircut scene. <laughs> God, I'm so glad he cut his hair. Hmm. So glad. Um, but that scene with him and uh, Jeremiah was really powerful, where he confronted him about the skull under the house. Yes. And um, even him just killing Jeremiah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I agree so, totally. Again, facial expressions. I love it. love it. Love it. All right. Emmeline Veltkamp said, a very good episode, even if I am a little disappointed that they're still on the ranch. See, really? I'm not disappointed they're still on the ranch. It's not like season three of The Walking Dead. It's not You know, and it's funny. That's what I said that I was hoping would not happen is they get stuck on the ranch. But you know what? I'm not disappointed with it either. Yeah. I I mean, next season, if if they go into season four, Mm -hmm. that's too much. Well, and it's a different situation now with the ranch. There's different people in charge. Yeah, so it's going to be a different thing. We didn't even see the ranch. Well, this one we you know we saw okay we saw where they gathered smoke pot we saw Jeremiah's place mm-hmm. and we saw like their we saw tent city they, we saw the tent city yeah, but, we saw the gardens yeah but barely we we saw a lot I think do we hang we didn't hang out in tent city no walkers mm-hmm. did walkers did those were the nameless people were we saw the crying tree the crying tree that's right where Madison fake cried yep all right. Um, Emmeline went on to say, I was hoping the conflict with Walker would push them out. All in all, it's been a good front half of the season. The show is definitely improving with each season, but I feel like they need to figure out their characters a little better. It seems like they don't know what they want from most of their characters from one season to the next, and it leads to rough character development. With a couple of exceptions, I'm not always sure how I feel about the characters from one episode to the next. Yeah, you know, I actually agree with you. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kim agreeing with someone. (laughs) Shocking. Well, (laughs) (laughs) like Madison, she's like, we know she's, she's the leader. Okay, fine. Nick has gone from drug addict 
to not wanting to be with his family and pushing everybody away to now wanting to be with his family and wanting everybody to stay close. And it's like, okay, which which Nick do we have this season? But I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And like, then he's also I like, be, he's becoming part of the militia. And yeah, he's that's the hair true. And that's his true. girlfriend took off, and it was like no big yeah. deal. And I did love his line though when he when he woke up and threw up after the anthrax, and he goes, oh, "It seems like old times." Yeah, that <laughs> was a good. That was good. <laughs> and Alicia, Alicia, I think actually has gone through a good character development mm-hmm. where she was like innocent, sweet little girl who could not. I mean, she. She was just teenage angst exactly, for a long exactly. time. Yeah, right. And then now she's growing up, and and hey, she jumped from sixteen to eighteen. Did you notice that? Hmm. She no. was sixteen when this whole thing started. Oh. Now she's eighteen. Oh, really? She actually said, oh, "I'm eighteen. Yeah. Right, right. That's and right. I was like, "No, you're in, conversation in with mom. high school." <laughs> hmm. So yeah. hmm. I didn't catch that. They were um, in Mexico. Well, they were. But anyways, yeah, so I, I I kind of agree with you that the characters are developing so fast and changing so fast. We don't know who we're getting from one episode to the next. I don't know. I think the I think the character development's been great. I mean I love the I love the the direction the characters are going in. I think uh they're more characters that are uh you know, not still hanging on to the past so much as dealing with what's going on in their situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and Alicia um, before was annoying. She was just like you're saying, angst. She was just pissed off all the time. And no I got so tired. And I got tired of Nick and the drug thing all the time. I mean, it was just constantly, you know, the drug, drugs. Well, he, this, yeah, drugs he was that, finding a bottle and being like, "Oh, th- that was like his only skill." Was he knew what right. the drugs were good for? <laughs> Their exactly. interactions. Yeah, even yeah. into Colonia, he was that. That was his thing. He's like, "Oh, right. oh yeah, let me show you how to make some pills." I'll... So yeah, I was happy to see that that whole thing move on. So I don't know. I I like the character development myself. I think, and I think it's starting to get some kind of consistency. Yeah, I think it's changed. It's gotten a lot better now. Um, I mean, you can you can compare it to the earlier seasons, but we don't want to do that. Mm-mm. No. Uh, we did also have a a rather long comment from uh, Dorian Green, which was great. Um, here's my take overall. It was quite a ride. Parsing it out, however, I have a few bones. Madison constantly makes the wrong decision. She's like Rick and Andrea combined. (laughs) Wooden and narrow. (laughs) The rescue mission was a horrible idea. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Being complicit in the murder of a family trying to to stake it out on their own is a huge personality tell, uh, revealing that she killed her own father the moment before killing the patriarch of the ranch is horrible writing. She obviously should have sided with Walker and taken the ranch together with him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think that was horrible writing. I would I would like to know more on Doreen's reasoning for that. Well, you know, if Doreen write in, give me give me a little bit more feedback on why she thought that was um, bad writing. You know, what was the relationship between those two that she didn't like? Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Why wouldn't that be a good thing? In a yeah, way? I mean, I don't. I, I'm not. Just, I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying I would like to know a little bit more about what her reasoning was for saying that that those two interrelated um, issues were were not parceled correctly. Or how about the fact that she didn't actually take him out? She hesitated, True. and then Nick actually had to to do it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I think that being brought up, I th- kind of goes back to our earlier comment of her hesitating. 
right. when it came time to, to take someone out. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's some sort of emotional connection with that person, just like she had the connection with her dad, that she said that she did not, you know, that she said she would do again, no matter what. But yeah. Doreen had some other stuff to say. Yeah. She went on to say, Alicia is the best character at the moment. She has developed into someone who is very conscious of what is going on around her. She is complex, and she is the only moral compass in sight. Which means Alicia might die soon. She also said Nick's storyline could have been great, but it was revealed it was revealed much too piecemeal. I'm not sure they they really sold the motive of why he killed Jeremiah, though after more thought than a series should require, it is defensible in this universe. Hmm. All right. Kim, do we have uh do we have any news? We do have some news. Um, we have news, everybody. <laughs> on AMC.com in their extra section, they did an interview with Mercedes Mason, who plays Ophelia. And they asked her, what do you think is going on with Ophelia when she um, poisons the militia with anthrax? Like, does she really understand what she's doing? Mm-mm. And... She said, it's such a mixed bag. She's really angry with Walker for lying to her because they told her it would be sleeping pills so they could take over the ranch without bloodshed. That's what she signed up for. As much as she's changed and as much as she's her father's daughter, she still has a moral compass and wants to hold on to some semblance of humanity even though the world has fallen. By the same token, she understands this is what it takes to survive in this world, and that's why she tells him to never lie to her again. She's almost more upset that he lied as opposed to what happened, which was her inadvertently killing people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, she was very, you know, she 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 came back to the fact that he saved her, you know, yeah. as being justification for her supporting him, and you know, and then he said, "Now we're even," you know. So right, but I think she's also she's also torn because like. Madison and and Alicia and them were almost like family to her mm-hmm. in the previous seasons, right. and they took care of her and helped her survive. And now all of a sudden, she's supposed to be on the other side that's fighting them and potentially yeah, she wasn't killing happy. them. Oh, she wasn't happy right. by any means, right? So, so in a way, I feel bad for her. She doesn't know. I mean, she definitely has an affection for Walker and for the nation. Um, but she's, I think she's very torn as to like who is actually on the right side. It's going to be interesting to see how, um, she faces Nick going into the next season on the ranch since, uh, Nick almost died from what she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the other questions they asked her was, um, what are you most excited about for the second half of the season? And she said, I think the fans will really be excited about the fact that there are now two groups of people forced to live on the same plot of land. You could imagine the amount of tension, and I think that's going to either break the group or bring them together. That's the exciting thing about the second half, seeing how things play out. And there are some big twists in the second half. That's mm. what she said. Dun, dun, dun. Twisters? Another like group. Like <gasps> storms? Twisters? Twisters? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. There's big twisters coming. Everybody run. <laughs> um, the next the next little bit of news is actually a sad piece. You might have heard about this over the weekend, but Randy Shell, who is the narrator for The Walking Dead, died in a parachuting accident on Saturday. 
when um, he's actually a skilled parachutist. He does skydiving as a hobby and is very good at it, apparently. But when he jumped out of the plane I mean, this time... was very good at it. He was. He collided <laughs> with another parachutist <laughs> mid-air, and it collapsed his parachute. Oh, man. So he did not survive, but the other guy did. Um, but he does the opening credits. Like, he says, and next time on The Walking Dead. Oh, he does really? that okay. part. Yeah. Okay. Or last time on The Walking Dead. And so he's also worked on Better Call Saul, Dancing with the Stars, and Life in Pieces. I've never heard of Life in Pieces, but hmm. apparently he's been working as a voice artist for about 20 years now. And he's very well known in the industry. So hmm. very sad. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, and they also have not decided if they're going to continue using his voice or if they're going to get someone else to do The Walking Dead voiceovers. So. Mm-hmm. The other one is a little bit more fun, and that's that if you go to Las Vegas during the summer of 2017, at the end of the summer of 2017... Vegas, baby! Like now? Yeah. You're likely to see a new attraction on Fremont Street called Fear the Walking Dead Survival. That's the Fremont Experience? The Fremont Experience. Yeah, this is downtown. This is where they have the covered awning. The older part of Vegas. The older part of Vegas, right. Right. Where they have the awning over the street and they like uh-huh. flash lights and lasers mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So now they're going to have a Fear of the Walking Dead thing. What, do you, what happens? <laughs> I just think it's funny that they're doing this. Um, they're going to have a thrill ride, an escape room, a maze, and interactive gaming. Really? Yeah. And this is um, produced by Triotech, a Canadian company who's like... Supposedly, this is like what they do. They're going to have elaborate sets, um, all-encompassing audio and video, high-tech motion simulator technology, and it's all based on the Fear of the Walking Dead universe. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, not the Walking Dead. Interesting. Probably because it takes place in a desert, right? That's true. So visitors will find themselves in a temporary military facility set inside a junior college amidst growing rumors of a zombie outbreak. Brave souls will have to explore the inner workings of the military-controlled facility, which includes multiple zones and various experiences, to face their fears and protect their lives against a bloodthirsty horde of infected. Do you still get to gamble during this experience? You're gambling Mm -hmm. with your life. (laughs) You have to use survival like, skills and instincts to fight off the never-ending zombies to escape. Back I can't wait to drag world. my wife into that. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to Vegas soon? Here's the hundred dollars. Uh, no, not, not well. Soon. You should make a side trip. No kidding. That would that. be a blast. So it's only a temporary thing. They didn't say. I would no. think with all that that they would make it a little bit more permanent. Yeah. Cost you an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dun dun <laughs> I gotta cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the mid-season premiere is going to come back on September 10th, and it's going to be a double episode back-to-back, just like the finale, mid-season finale. So that means The Walking Dead will come back late October now. Really? Yeah. Why? Maybe even beginning of November. Why late? Because they're going to compress it again, probably. Well, if they do another double finale. How many do they do in the season? 16 total? Yeah. 
So they ha- they'll have two weeks where they're doing doubles, probably. Probably. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. still late October, I think. Mid to late October. Mm. So I'm thinking When did you say Halloween-ish. it's starting back again? September 10th. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to have to be mid-October. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what San Diego Comic-Con... What times usually come back? It's usually um, like the first or second week of October. Hmm. Okay. But San Diego Comic-Con is at the end of July, so July 24th. So we'll know a lot more at that point. Thank God. Yes. Do you got your tickets yet? I wish. I wish. <laughs> I'll be watching closely, though, via computer. Um, but so that means we don't have to do double episodes again of Fear and Preacher. How about so that? that's easier on our schedule. Mm-hmm. Which we will be doing this week. We will be doing this week. That's right. We'll be doing two episodes of Preacher this week since we didn't do Preacher last week because of the holiday and us traveling. Yeah. So we're going to double up. And Scott didn't wake up with his alarm. No. Again, he slept through it. Mm, The whole thing. Yep. (laughs) I am a bum. Anything else you guys want to talk about with (laughs) Fear? What happens next week on Fear of the Walking Dead? Nothing. I know, Nothing. I'm kidding. I was kidding. I know. I was kidding too. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. You can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Anybody knock? I am a bum.